0: You are listening to the Focus on You podcast with me, your host and photography coach bestie, Sherry Brown. This is a safe space where we talk about everything photography, but also deep diving into the photographer's mindset blocks and developing your true skills that shine with tons of self-worth, confidence, and authenticity in your business. I believe this journey has so many possibilities when we fuel our soul with creativity and passion that allow us to create a life we've always dreamed of. So sit back and grab a beverage while we focus on you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to my very first podcast episode. I hope I can do you proud. My name is Sherry, Sherry Brown. I am here to just spread some love among many photographers i know the feeling of being a new photographer and so this is a space for those new and those in my place right now because let's be honest it is a struggle being a photographer and it is a lonely place at times and we tend to overthink things we really want to succeed because we take this job so personally So if you don't know me by now, my name is Sherry Brown, and I own Sherry Brown Photography. I am based in New Brunswick, Canada. I love love, and I mostly shoot weddings and couples. I do a few other things here and there, but... Weddings are definitely my specialty just because I have such a big passion for it and I love teaching other photographers how to go into that wedding workflow and how to get their ideal clients and build that relationship with their clients. And it is such a rewarding job at the end of the day. But first, I kind of want to tell you my story, and I know this podcast is called Focus on You, which we will be doing a lot of focusing on you, and we will be having guests on and delivering some messages maybe that you can get inspired by. Maybe something you didn't know before, and you're learning how to really excel in your photography business. But I want to tell you about me today. And the reason why is because I need you to understand like how I've come to where I am right now. Right now I'm sitting in my studio and I'm thinking, okay, like, is there a perfect way to do this podcast? No, I am wearing my robe and I have my microphone in my left hand and I'm basically just holding it up to my mouth. Just no script, nothing. We're just going to start from the beginning. Some of you might know my story already, but if you don't, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it and how I got here. So I am an Indian girl. I am born in Barbados. I know, Indian girl born in Barbados, yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense. My parents are from India. They were originally born there. They had an arranged marriage many, many, many years ago when I wasn't even born yet, and... Not to get into too many details about that, but it was an arranged marriage. So you can tell how um, distraught it would have been for a young bride like my mother not really wanting to get married. But they didn't know each other. And so they had to kind of get to know each other. So they moved to Barbados because my dad found a job and they moved their lives up there. And meanwhile, they got to know each other. I was born first um, in 1980, you can do the math. I'm pretty old. That's okay. I feel young at heart. (laughs) And my sister was born three years later. We had an amazing life on the beach. Mostly most days. Um, I'm kidding. We don't, we never used to go to the beach. Actually, I was that Brown Indian girl who never really liked going to the beach just because I didn't want to get darker. I thought it was bad to be dark. And yeah, that's a, that's another story. But eventually, when I was 14, my parents decided to separate. Well, my mom decided to separate from my dad. And we had to move halfway around the world to India. And I'm 14 years old. My little sister is just 11. So at the time, I was really excited because I thought, oh, new adventures. I get to start a new life. I get to, you know go to school somewhere else, meet new people. And it was an adventure. And at 14 years old, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life yet, but I kind of had an idea. I thought I was going to be going into medicine. I thought I wanted to be a doctor because I really loved chemistry. I don't know why. Just like memorizing the periodic table for some reason. I know that's not really a reason why, but that was my thought process. And so we picked up and left with just the three of us to this place. And when I got there, I was not the happiest person. Let's just say that. I really had like a culture shock and it was really polluted at the time. And I I basically made myself cough a lot just to tell my mom, like, I hate it here. And it was really dirty. There was a lot of poverty and I just couldn't imagine myself living in that kind of place like it was really a shock to see and to see the people and how they were living and I just cried for days and days and days and until I finally I said you know what I'm gonna make a decision and when I'm 18 years old I will just move back home because at that point I'm old enough to make my own decisions so I made the best I could out of this four years, and I learned how to speak the language, write the language, um, you know, dress like they did, you know, I really tried to envelop in the culture. And like, I did sort of change in a way because, you know, the saying when in Rome, do as the Romans do, I kind of became that. And, you know, my accent became super thick, which, um, yeah, my friends found funny later on when I went back home. But You know, I really just wanted to make a life out of it for the four years that I was there. And I was being very patient because I knew that eventually I would be able to go home and live with my dad, who I did not really talk to for probably the whole four years, maybe once. It was a very strange thing, but I love my parents and it was just something between them that kind of affected us. And that's okay. So when I was 18 years old, I picked up and I told my mom, I'm sorry, but I have to go. And I felt awful. Obviously, I felt really bad. But I remember also, let's remind a little bit. I remember just walking to this church in India every single day and wanting to just pray to God and wanting a better life for myself and knowing that there was something bigger for me. So I would sit there and I would ask God, Please give me what I need and guide me and give me a husband that loves me more than I love him. Give me, you know, um, a career that I want to do and help me through my life. And I really think that that helped me kind of get to where I needed to be eventually because it took a lot of hope and faith to be able to live those four years the way I did. And I went back home. And my dad didn't know how to deal with me. (laughs) Let's just say that it was kind of weird because we didn't really have like a close relationship. And I love my dad, but at the time I didn't really know my dad and he didn't know me. So I was a rebellious teenager. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at all. I had no clue. I used to work for so many people and they didn't really get me either because I was just working to kind of like you know make some money and you know buy clothes and stuff like that there was no real purpose for me and I was 18 I didn't really finish school there I didn't have a degree I didn't go to college I didn't graduate nothing so I don't know what to do at this point until I decided in my mind, I wanted to be a uh, travel agent or I wanted to work at the airport because I knew I'd love to travel from a very young age. This is what I wanted to do. And I applied at the airport and I didn't get the job and I applied again and I applied again and I applied again until I got that job and I got that job. And it was the most incredible two and a half years working there until I decided that I want to (laughs) leave. I want to leave Barbados and I want to go on another adventure. Well, that led me to Canada. I decided to come live here in very cold, cold, cold Canada. (laughs) And my dad agreed and he sent me here and I was very grateful, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do here either. I just wanted to study here, and I knew eventually I would want to live here, so I needed an inn, and my inn was to study here, so I picked the easiest thing I could get, which was travel and hospitality, and I don't know why I chose New Brunswick, because I did, yeah, New Brunswick, if anybody knows, is not kind of you know, the place people go to study, like if they're overseas, it's usually like Ontario or Toronto. Um, well, Ontario is Toronto. It's usually around there. And I didn't really know where I was going. So I came here and I studied for a couple years. And during that time, I met my husband, my dear husband online, and we met on MySpace. And many of you know MySpace. If you're old like me, You will probably know it. It is, yeah, if you're young, you will not know it. And he was moving to where I was from a different city, Halifax. And I was in Moncton, New Brunswick. He was in Nova Scotia. And he messaged me one day and we sort of like connected. And it's a much longer story than that, but we're not going to get into that. But he came down and we hit it off right away. And... We went on a few dates and, you know, eventually we got married. But during this time, I um, went into working in a travel agency and I did like it a lot. Um, But then I got pregnant and I decided to go from corporate travel to leisure travel, which, you know, when you get a leisure travel agent to help you out, they're doing a ton of research and whereas corporate travelers they tend to just give you their money and they might bitch and complain but they just give you their money but leisure is a lot more work and i knew i just i just didn't like it and i already switched these this to this job that i didn't like but i was pregnant so i knew eventually i would go on maternity leave but during that time i was stuck and i said universe hey I don't know what I'm supposed to do next, but I know I'm supposed to do something else. And universe said to me, (laughs) no universe didn't even talk back to me. I'm just imagining universe told me something. Universe opened a door for me. And one day one of my friends said to me, do you want to go do this cake class? It's a cake decorating class. So I said, okay, I'm pregnant. Why not? Like, you know, it could be fun. So I go with her and I take this naked cake with me with no icing on it. And we learn how to make icing and we learn how to like draw rainbows on a cake. <laughs> rainbows. And it, it was in that split moment that I said, I love this so much. I need to make it a career. Like who thinks that? But I thought it. And you know what? I did. I created a Facebook page the next day. I started selling these cakes online and and people would pick them up from my house. But there was one problem. I didn't really know how to bake a cake. So I had to learn how to really learn the science of baking. And people would say to me, like, this doesn't taste good. I'm not going to lie. I used to use a box cake mix. Okay. But I love the decorating part of it. But those people would tell me, you know, like, I don't like the cake because it's burnt. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm not even kidding. It was burnt. It looked pretty on the outside, but when you cut into it, it was either burnt or hard. Didn't taste like cake at all. I wasn't good. So I decided to use that criticism as fuel to get better. started doing the things that I didn't want to do to become better at this cake thing. So I did it. Eventually, people started loving my cakes, loving my cakes, and I was a huge success. I had 4,500 followers on Facebook groups at the time, and people would be talking about me all the time, getting birthday cakes and everything. At this point, my little boy was born, and he was about two years old, and I get a knock on my door, and it is the uh, health inspector, health inspector comes to my door and he says to me, Sherry, uh, you cannot make cakes from your house. And, uh, it is against, uh, health regulations. So I'm thinking, oh, really? Um, okay. So I tell my husband, like, I can't not see myself doing this. Like I can't not do this. This is something I have to do. So let's figure out a way. And at the time, you couldn't really open a bakery in your house because there were so many regulations. And so uh, that wasn't an option. So I decided, hey, let's open a bakery. <laughs> so my husband's like, okay, fine. Let's open a bakery. And my husband is super supportive. He will say yes to anything, any of my dreams. He will, you know, really. Put give his input and support me in any way he can, and I love him for that. And he and his family really did support me too. And we opened a bakery, and at that time it was so successful, very successful. I had been making wedding cakes and birthday cakes and cupcakes. We had like 15 different flavors every day. And when we first opened, we sold out before one o'clock in the afternoon and people were just like raving about the cake and it was great. And we were really busy. I had to hire a lot of people because I could not, I could not do it on my own. And I, plus I had another baby during that time and it was just not possible for me to to sustain this business on my own so I had this baby and anyway seven years goes by and during that time that I had the bakery I had to learn how to use the camera and because I had to take pictures of my product I didn't want my cakes to look ugly online I didn't want people to think that you know it wasn't like um edible. (laughs) And so I learned how to take these pictures and using my camera. Believe me, it was hard at first because manual photography is really hard when you have no frigging clue what these buttons do. So I'm just experimenting the whole time. I did buy like a prime lens, which somebody said to buy. It was a 50 millimeter 1.8 and that I didn't really understand what prime lenses did either. So I'm like, okay, well, if they're suggesting it, it must be good, right? So I'm using these, this lens and playing with these buttons to get the right images. And sometimes I got them, sometimes I didn't, but eventually I had to really like understand what that exposure triangle did on my camera. And if you are a photographer and you shoot in manual mode, remember that time that you struggled (laughs) to get those right settings so I started taking pictures of these cakes and posting them on my website and my Facebook page. And, you know, I was happy with that. And then my seventh year of business, I remember, I don't know what really happened, but I knew the universe was going to give me something else. Because I had this feeling that I was growing out of this passion that I was in at the moment like that phase that I was in and I could tell like there's something bigger and better out there for me again and I just kind of like listened and I said hey like okay whatever is next send it my way like I'm open to any possibilities any open doors any opportunities just send them my way so uh, eventually I just you know decided that um I was going to be a photographer. No, it didn't really happen like that. My sister-in-law asked me if um, I would take pictures. Oh, I asked my sister-in-law if I could take pictures of her newborn baby and end up going to her house and doing like a lifestyle shoot. Um, I enjoyed it so much that the next day I decided that I wanna be a photographer. But I still didn't know how to do both. And I I was practicing a lot with photography, but I was also running my business. I was getting clients, I was doing giveaways, I was getting model calls, I was getting some um, bookings from photography until one day I decided I can't put all my eggs in both baskets. Like I have to like figure out one and I knew which one it was right away. And it was the one that really struck a chord in me the most, which was photography. And I don't know why, but I, I just one day just decided to close my bakery and I called my best friend and I said, Hey, Whitley, I need to just close my bakery. And she was like, Oh, good for you. Like she was celebrating that. And I just knew it was the right to do at the time. And that's why I say about people like, if you're in two jobs, and you know, you really want to be a full time photographer, but you have another job, and it's kind of like holding you back, you will know when the right time comes like you put in the work, you will know when it's right to leave that full time job to be a full time photographer. I don't recommend anyone just quit their job to be a photographer, I think you have to go with your instinct and your gut feelings. And I think that's what I did my whole entire life was just listen to my gut, let the universe guide me into those, you know, those intuitions, those feelings of what I should and shouldn't be doing. And I think that's why I've succeeded. It's because I'm not doing something for money. I'm doing something because I am so deeply aligned and passionate about it. So... I thought I was an incredible photographer, which looking back on now, that is highly debatable. Um, (laughs) I thought I was amazing. And I had these rose colored glasses on and I decided, you know what? I'm going to make it work. I am going to make this work. There is no other way around it. And I did. I made it work. Now I am a very successful wedding photographer. I have luxury clients that value my time, that respect me. I have crafted my, you know, my communication and my client experience and my editing style. I've just created a brand for myself. And I love that all of this came from a gut passion, a gut feeling, and just led me around, led me down this path. Now, now, going into this um, photography journey, I am a very spiritual person. And so I tend to believe in everything happens for a reason. And I tend to relate to people that have been where I have been in this journey. And so that's when teaching comes in for me. I am so connected to the photographer that is lost. I'm I'm connected to the photographer that wants to grow. I am so connected to that, that I just had no other option but to teach. And now this is where my journey is taking me. And I don't know where it's going to be five years from now, but I know I'm on the right path. I don't know if I'm going to be doing weddings forever, but that experience has really helped me to be able to give that knowledge and to help other people in their journey. You know, even from like growing up, I feel like those experiences and those life lessons have really matured me in a sense to kind of understand like how us as a human, like human beings, like relate to other people and how we, you know, really live a life of fulfillment and, and, and meaning and purpose. So I think I've talked your ear off enough already, but that is kind of a small part of my journey. It's not the whole story. It, there's a lot more to it, but during this podcast, I am hoping to really share some of that knowledge and those meaningful, um, a piece of advice that I can give you that can maybe take you to the next level mentally as well with your mindset blocks You know, there's a lot of technical things of photography, which we'll share, but I feel like that stuff's no use if we can't work on our own mindset during this journey. So that is all I have for today. Um, I hope that my first podcast was amazing. Please share it with your friends or your friends who are just starting photography or are or are a photographer who just want to like listen to something that may inspire them to go to the next level. And I want to thank you so much, so, 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 so much for joining me. And hopefully I'm not talking to myself because there's a bunch of walls in here and pictures on the wall. And I feel like I'm talking to brides and grooms sitting on the wall, (laughs) but this is not a video, so you can't see it. But I will see you on the next episode and I don't know what's coming, but stay tuned. We're going to focus on you.